It's that episode, not that episode, not that episode. It's that episode. It's that episode with Craig Rowan. Welcome to It's That Episode, the podcast where I, Craig Rowan, invite a guest over to my apartment. We watch any TV show that they choose. <clears throat> Excuse me. We watch it. We talk about it. We talk about a bunch of other <clears throat> crap. Today, I'm very excited. My guest is a uh, head writer and one of the executive producers of The Chris Gethard Show and a performer at Grandma's Ashes at the UCB Theater East in New York City, in New York State, in America, in the world, in the universe, in this Milky Way galaxy, Drew Johnson. Hey, Craig. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Um, I think that I put it pretty well there. Yeah, I think that was exactly what I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you summed up basically the last seven years of my life. But also at the same time, I made us feel very small by giving it the reference point of of like we're nobody. Oh yeah, you got. I think you got to do that. I I've been feeling small because I've been watching a lot of the Cosmos recently, and like uh, yeah. I think a lot about that now that I'm like distance and like. How small we are. I just watched that pale blue dot, the Carl Sagan pale blue dot speech. Oh, I don't know if I've seen that one in particular. It's like, I think it's just like a bunch of people like put a a movie montage together over like under his like pale blue dot speech and music. And I watched it at like one thirty before I went to bed and I turned off all the lights and just like watched it. I was like really in this mood of like getting into it. Every time I see like something like a cosmos or like there's a big like speech at the end of a movie that makes you feel like, wow, like small, but bit you know like like you just take everything the bull by the horns and then like yeah. 10 minutes later you're like eh, never mind yeah it's like oh well i still have to do the dishes like, yeah it's like just, the, uh, and you're like sitting at your computer being like what what should i do yeah <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> like I, I guess i should email or do I, something i literally <laughs> don't know and then you're just like yeah just watch yeah just watch bullshit i have this thing where i get like so excited about my life i'm like oh this is gonna be so big i'm like t- turning a new leaf and then i get home and like my roommate hasn't done the dishes for the one pan i need to cook meal and i'm like ah fucking i'll order food yeah, i'm like yeah. it just immediately spends three thousand dollars on amazon.com yeah, just like, like, fuck. Oh, i just buy that's box sets of things that i don't know <laughs> yeah. like, just for and that's why we're useless human beings. Um, <laughs> I'm excited to have you on the sh- podcast, the show. Um, why don't you say what TV show you decided to watch? I, I'll say this. I never heard of this show, but I'm very excited to watch this show. Yeah, so I picked uh, an episode of Almost Live, which is a sketch comedy show that was on in like the 90s in Seattle. And it was like a local Seattle show. Um uh, I actually, this episode, I don't know. It's an earlier episode than when I started watching it, but it's the only one I could find online. I've seen some of the sketches before, but I haven't seen this episode as an episode. But I've seen so many episodes of the show in general. Are you from that area? Yeah, yeah. So That's I grew really up. cool because this is, this is a regional show from Seattle. You're from... Uh, I'm from no, I'm from just outside in. Uh, it, now it's called Sammamish, but when I was growing up, it was called Issaquah. Wait, they changed the town. Issaquah name? got too big when like people from Microsoft, like who started working at Microsoft, started moving in. So they split it off into Sammamish and Issaquah, wow. and a section called Klahani. That, do you know what those words mean? Uh, I oh, I do know that Sammamish is an actual. Uh, I don't know what it means, but I know it's an actual like name of something uh, like Native American from the region. And there's a lake Sammamish, so I know that. Uh-huh. But Issaquah is a made-up name that the white people made because they said, ah, it sounds like it. Like so uh-huh. They made up a thing called Issaquah. But That's every, awesome. It's That's the best. so great. That's yeah. great. And every other town has an S name because all the, the, the dialect was all like Snohomish, Snoqualmie. Like, it was all S things. And they're like, I don't know, Issaquah. And like they thought that's what it was so that's what the the town's named after. that's so cool that they do that you <laughs> yeah, know what it's I mean? so it's, great it's so like what a way to honor people that it's <laughs> just the best i mean it's just the best that we have that it's just so great but this so this is a show that ran i looked up i think it was from the mid 80s to actually didn't end until 1999 i think yeah. and then there have been some other iterations of it or i think that even now there's something uh like an area code yeah there's show. one called the 206 that's yes. on now and i i was actually going to pick one of those because i couldn't find an almost live episode but i've only seen like two of those episodes but yeah that they they just started up a new one the host john keister and the like the right hand guy named pat cashman like 
Pat Cashman's kids started up another show That's and cool. had them back called the 206. It's like an online show now. So this would run before SNL. Yeah, but in Seattle, they'd push SNL back. They'd push SNL back in a yeah. half hour, yeah. which so is pretty awesome. It's insane. It's crazy. Like, now that I live here in New York, I'm like, how would Lauren Michaels even deal with that? And now, as a kid, this is a regional thing. What was your, like, did this seem like something that was only Seattle-centric? Or was this, like, you, you would assume, I mean, I know the references in it were Seattle, but that seems like if you'd watch this, I'd be like, oh, this must be on, like, everywhere. I, I thought it was everywhere. Yeah, I, yeah. I really thought. And I also, I thought it was everywhere or once I realized it was all Seattle specific, I figured every town had their own mini sketch show that they which could like would be amazing. Up. It'd be incredible, right? Yeah, it's it's like a really cool idea that it's just a local thing from the NBC affiliates, and it got to push back. So, like these people, I mean, I know maybe this is a spoiler, but I know that Bill Nye, the Science Guy, yeah, started on the show. Like that character even started, or Bill Nye, yeah. is an actual person, but he would do science stuff on the show. Right? Yeah, he there was a, a, a Bill Nye was like a character. He played a, a guy, and he played characters like Speedwalker, which is like a superhero who would speedwalk, and he like mm. saved the kingdom. Like that was like a big thing. Uh, and he also played, uh, oh, one time the host, John Keister, mispronounced uh, uh, Gigawatt. I think he said j- j- Gigawatt or something like that. Which is how, uh, 1.21 Gigawatts. That's how they pronounce it in, uh, in Back to the Future. Oh, yeah, they do, didn't they? Gigawatt. Yeah, but it's wrong. But it, it is, is Gigawatt, wrong. right? Is that I believe it's Gigawatt. But, I think it is Gigawatt. Uh, Dr. Emma Brown. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Brown messed it up. Yeah. <laughs> but so did John Keister, and uh, Bill Nye was like there, and he goes, oh, actually, it's pronounced Gigawatt. And... John Keister, the host, was like, what are you, Bill Nye the Science Guy? And that's how he became that's Bill Nye the Science Guy. unbelievable. It's insane. That's unbelievable. Yeah. This just re- quickly reminded me that, um, have you watched uh, Seinfeld's Driving in Cars, Comedians in Coffee Getting Cars, <laughs> Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee? Have you seen that before? I've seen a lot of episodes. He did one with, I think it was with Pat Oswald, and they're in the DeLorean, like a DeLorean, like Back Whoa. to the Future. But in a voiceover, he says, um, he calls instead of, you know, like it's Dr. Emmett Brown. He says, this is the car the professor drove in Back to the Future. And I was like, <laughs> how far away from pop culture would you be that you call the... It's the do- professor. It's professor. He's not a professor. He's a no. doctor. He's combining it with Gilligan's Island in some way. Yes. Like, exactly. Yeah, it's the professor doing it. God damn it. Seinfeld. Um, so this show, so are these like celebrities to you? Like these people on this show, it must be like you grew up watching this as if it was like the equivalent of Saturday Night Live. Completely, right? yeah. I mean, I there was a period where I even, I I, uh, I asked my dad, um, uh, who would you, if I could get a job, like when I first decided I wanted to get into comedy at like sixth grade or something like that, I was talking to my dad and I was like, should I get a job at SNL or Almost Live when I grow up? And my dad was like, well, I mean, you should probably do SNL because that's probably a much better job. Right. But if you do Almost Live, you can stay here, so that would be great. And I'd be, I was like, oh, okay, so either is the equal. They're all both the They're same both the thing. same, just one's in one place, yeah. one's in another. And one's in another place. That's... But they are celebrities. Like one of the guys, Steve Wilson, I think, was like one. He became a morning uh, DJ, a morning radio DJ when mm. I was in high school after Almost Live ended. And I was like floored that like Andy Savage in the morning could get Steve from Almost Live. I was That's like, amazing. How, how did he get him? And I think, in fact, that one of the people from the show, Jim Sharp, is now a big executive at Comedy Central as well. Oh, really? Yeah, I think in... I should know what he does, but yeah. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. And he was a producer on The State as well. Oh, cool. So he must have moved out, and that that's... Uh, Okay, so he was probably, st- he was probably in the early years, I guess. Yeah. Well, because they also have uh, later years of it, and he's not in this episode, but Joel McHale was on it. Oh, yeah, I saw that on Wikipedia. Was, uh, the later years, and I always liked him because he was the young guy, and I was like, oh, he's the guy closer to my age than everyone else. Uh, but also, Bob Nelson was my favorite actor on the show, and he's the guy who actually wrote Nebraska. Um, wow, yeah. okay. Which, that's why I got re- uh, investigated or like reinvigorated by like I don't know what the word <laughs> you were reimbursed reimbursed I guess yeah reimbursed <laughs> and then I used that money to get back into right. uh, almost live because, because he, you saw Nebraska you like Nebraska you you found out Bob Nelson and you were reimbursed yeah yeah and then I was reimbursed and they gave me some money for the gas that I spent right. to get to the theater <laughs> to get to the theater to watch the movie yeah. Um, that's very cool. Yeah. It's crazy. Have you ever, I mean, I guess obviously people in Seattle, 
I guess growing up, you probably everybody would watch this. But uh, do you like when if have you mentioned it to other people and people have known about it, or is this like just this weird little blip for you? It's a weird blip. I, people from Seattle do know it. Like right. whenever I've talked to people from Seattle, they do know it. But it's only a, like I think I'm at the younger age of people who knew it because mm-hmm. like I didn't start watching SNL until '95, so I had maybe '94, '95. And I'm like, I'm 29 right now. So I think it was like if I'm like the younger age of people who would get it. So anyone who's like coming to the UCB now from like college would not have watched right. any of this. Right. Um, so it was a very specific time frame of just me and like the next the 10 years. Like if you're 30 to 40, like you would know this show, I think. that's It's just so funny to me that they're probably like uh, sketches that you would reference that are the equivalent of like, uh, like the church lady or yeah. like Wayne's World. But like... Just people in Seattle. Just now. people, and there was one. I don't. There, there's not one in this episode, but uh, they have a, they had a series that were like cops sketches that were uh-huh. like cops in Kent, and it was just like making fun of people from Kent, Washington, uh-huh. which is like just a suburb of Seattle, and all the specifics were like. Like things like, oh, you're passing by the Caveman Cafe. If you pass by the Caveman Cafe, you have to get a meal there as, as a snack. Where are you from? They're like, well, we're actually from Bellingham. It's like, what are you doing? They like, it's all <laughs> and to me. I'd be like, huh? <laughs> yeah. all right. well, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I was just watching <laughs> one of those sketches with, uh, uh, with my girlfriend and she was like watching. She was like, I get that there are punchlines because I can see people like laughing, <laughs> right, right. but it's all like things like caveman cafe. And then everyone laughs. And she's <laughs> like, I have no idea what caveman cafe is. It sounds funny. It's a funny name to a cafe. Yeah. I mean, that's, I guess what it is, but I will tell you the caveman cafe. If you ever go to Kent, you got to stop by the caveman cafe. <laughs> it's really good. Wow. I will take that. If I'm ever in Kent and I remember this conversation, <laughs> yes. which is very likely there's, I mean, it, Kent, that's, a given you're going to be in kent at some point now i wonder i mean this was also when you started i guess maybe that was a little after but this was also like the grunge era too where you were that and that was right in seattle was that a part yeah. of the show was there like you know that yes. play a part there was uh they, what, what were they called it was like these um they did have the drummer i think from Soundgarden was okay. featured on the show a lot like it was just people who would be, oh, lame, like the lame list is what they called it. And okay. it was just a bunch of grunge wa- ro- uh, rockers and they would say specifics and then they'd all say like, lame, lame, and like headbang and stuff. And I remember seeing, it's like, oh, that's the guy from Soundgarden. Like there's like that's a really Soundgarden fun. guy. There might have even been a Pearl Jam guy like in that group of like grunge rockers. Um, that's dope. It was great. It was like everything Seattle you could have ever hoped for in like one half hour show that pushed back Saturday Night Live. It that's was wonderful. Awesome. I'm very excited to watch this. So we're going to be watching. I have it here. It is from 1992 and it is January 25th, 1992. So let's go back for a second and say where we were when that was happening. Around, I was in... I was in second grade, I think. I think I was also in second grade. Second or first, but I was around there. So in the classroom, we, we, there was a game called Stump the Teacher that we'd play like once a week. I, or no, every day, I think in the morning, there'd be like a little little thing that we'd have to play called Stump the Teacher. Mm-hmm. I, I think in this part, maybe this was a little later, but I remember that we had to do a little thing that said, who are you voting for? No, because it was January 1992. They probably were still primaries. Right. But there was – we had the thing say, like, who would you going to vote for? Was it Bill Clinton, uh, George Bush, or Ross Perot? And every member of our – like, not every member, but most of our class said Ross Perot because we thought it would be cool if someone who wasn't a Democrat or Republican got it. I, that's awesome. That was my 19 <laughs> – that was my second That was my idea. I remember, I remember Ross Perot, um, Big Ears, and Big I years. remember Dana Carvey's um, imitation of him. Yes. Can I finish? 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 Sheba shaba sheba shaba sheba shaba shoe. Um, awesome. So <laughs> we're gonna get in that mindset and we're gonna watch um, the Almost Live from January twenty fifth, nineteen ninety two. Well, Ferris High School in Spokane plans to use an alcohol breathalyzer test at all future dances. All girls exceeding the legal limit will be asked to dance with guys from the computer club. Yeah. Parents, 
of Lake Washington District students are asking the libraries to ban three books that they consider too scary. The books are titled Scary Stories, More Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, and Stranded on a Desert Island with Ken Schramm. In a related story, the Lake Washington School District will wait until June before deciding whether to, di to distribute condoms to students. School officials are hoping that by then the sun will be shining and students will want to go outside and play instead. <laughs> Finally, Virgin Airlines of London plans to start booking special baby seats on its flights. Well, this should make air travel much easier for Jeff Smolian. This has been the John We just, uh, we were just almost live. Yeah, we just, we were almost, li that was insane. I have not watched that show in so long. That, it, was it was so weird to watch it. It was, uh, it's really interesting to watch. Yeah, Because right? it's, but it's got like a couple layers that make it interesting. One is that it's from 1992. Yep. So, and there are a bunch of topical things. And then the other is just, it's so local <laughs> that it's like you can understand why this would be so big within the area yeah but why it's not i mean why it couldn't fully ever carry over it's because the, it's the reason it exists is because of the localness of yeah it. it's so local it's like even watching it they when they had that the reference to like the punchline of the scary stories in the john report the weekend update basically yes. where it's like scary stories they said the joke was they were like basically the joke was what's something else that we could say that's scary stories. Yeah, they were, they they're thinking about banning this this group of stories, and then they were like, uh, they'd also ban like a, yeah, like Ken Shram. <laughs> yeah, like uh, making eye contact with Ken Shram, and Ken Shram was a local like uh, a local like news broadcaster just in Seattle. Yeah, and there's I mean there is no way if you were outside if you didn't know who Ken Shram I mean, was. But the funny thing is, just knowing that there's a guy named Ken Shram <laughs> was funny. Like it's yeah. it's funny that to me even that the punchline is like, and this other scary thing, this guy, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's yeah. just something really hilarious about it. It's so nuts. Yeah, but it's so funny. The other weird thing, I mean, we'll go through, we'll, we can go through some of the sketches, but one aspect that's really interesting is the host, John Keister, I don't think would, could be a host of a national TV show because he's like a middle aged, or probably not middle aged. I think in the 80s and 90s, if you. Were young, you just looked older because yeah. of the time. But and he's he completely bald. He's completely bald. He's just yeah. like he looks like a guy that you'd see like on the train going to work or something. Yeah. He doesn't look like a you know a, he, a star of any of any sort. Yeah, he looks like. Uh, uh, do you remember the basketball player Bill Bradley, who yeah. also was a politician? Yes, of he course. He looks like a short Bill Bradley who gone bald. Like that's kind of like what yeah, I think. Yeah, of he's, he looks like. yeah, he's just like. A dude. Yeah, he's just a dude. A completely normal-looking dude. But it's like, here's your host, John Keister. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. your dad comes out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know, that's weird. Speaking of my dad, I, there was a period where me and my brother couldn't figure out what my dad's sense of humor was. And uh -huh. I'm like, he thinks things are so funny. And the way he delivers jokes is he'll like he'll say the setup and then he'll be like, like if, if it was like, why the chicken crossed the road? He would say it being like, why the chicken crossed the road? To get to the other side, you know, he wants to get to the other <laughs> side. It's just, what are you gonna? And I was like, why does he keep adding the extra stuff at the end of it? And whenever I watch Almost Live and John Keister, I'm like, oh, he's mimicking John Keister. Like that's really funny. My dad loves John Keister, and he's like, <laughs> he's just mimicking him uh, in this wonderful, like, great way. And it's like, oh yeah, that's where my dad got his sense of humor. It's so and how to tell jokes. Funny because it's just so specific. I mean, even just talking about it, like I know people who aren't listening. It's gonna be even another layer of like <laughs> yeah. and I'll say you should check this out we found this clip online this is like the full episode from yeah. January 25th 1992 and it was also the Saturday before Super Bowl Sunday so it was mm -hmm. the day before Super Bowl so there was they were talking about the Super Bowl he yep. came out and that's another funny thing is like it's also sort of the John Keister show in a way because they didn't have like SNL there's a guest host yeah he's the host he hosts that we can update portion he says goodbye at the end he's the star of he's the, show. the star and even says like starring john keister at the beginning of the right. of the show 
um yeah and even like for a long time was the they, they their weekend update they have like a weekend update segment and it is the john report which is what we watched but later on in the run i think he started getting self-conscious about the fact that it was starring john keister right with like a whole cast of a sketch show but it was like starring john keister he does the monologue he does the weekend update and i think he realized that so he changed it to the late report Right. Maybe as a way to like get more people involved. Or I mean, something? I think. I mean, to me, I was thinking like, "Hey, let's see some of that Bill Nye guy." Yeah. Or, well, and because <laughs> yeah. I know I, I know who he is, but like, I think in some of the sketches they they mushed it around so other people were in it. But it was it was a very heavy John Keister. But oh hey, yeah. He was. He was. The thing is. I think he was good. Like he was good. The sketches were funny. I mean, we were saying like you were saying while we were watching that. Between commercial breaks, which, by the way, all the commercials are intact <laughs> oh, yeah. in this. So we'll talk about some of the commercials, which were <laughs> yeah. delightful. But um, between commercials in the episode, there were like three full sketches between com- – you know, so that's like – like SNL, maybe yeah. you'll get two. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. Sometimes you'll get like three if it's like a short commercial parody. But this, to get three sketches in, I think even if the sketches weren't – hilarious or they didn't hold up obviously this is 22 years later they were quick enough that they weren't like oh my god get out of here it's not like we're sitting here watching a six minute long sketch about like about like sean kemp and like hey which i would watch i would totally watch doesn't sean kemp have like 40 kids or something i think so sean kemp is a guy that like he now his job or like He's such a big deal in Seattle still that, like, he lives in, like, Kirkland, like a suburb of Seattle. And Hell he, yeah. like, drives around. And they just catch him with, like, five pounds of weed. Like, they just keep catching him with more, like, weed than Good you would ever him. need. Yeah. And he's just, like, he makes all his money by just showing up to charity events and, like, saying hi. Like, he that's makes how he money makes his off money off of charity. Yep. That's, that's, like, what he does. That's pretty sweet. That's it's a incredible. sweet gig. Just. It's, smoke that weed and go to charity <laughs> yeah man that's what sean kemp does that's, and he does it better than the rest he man. does he's so good at it so why don't we talk about what well, let's talk about some of the sketches that we that were in this the the show opened with i guess the um oh actually i like i really like the intro the uh tool train will oh, not tool be train? yeah it was like a, a soul tra- it was like tool train will not be shown tonight because of the proceed you know whatever but it was people dancing with tools. With just tools. Hardware tools. Yeah, that was I it. I don't know. There's just something. It's great, man. Super, super simple, super, super stupid. I hey, guys. It. Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> and I like that the also like what I found really funny was the intro of the show introducing all the sketch players was just like SNL. Mm-hmm. It was uh, the voice sounded like. Don Pardo, is that his it, name from SNL? Yeah, it did sound like Don Pardo. It t- yeah. sounded exactly like him. And it's sort of – I would relate this show in a way to – but in a very different way. When I watched the title, the intro, I was like, this is sort of like Kids in the Hall because it's like, oh, these are people from a different place that I don't know doing comedy. But Kids in the Hall translates. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. You can watch Kids in the Hall and not be from a Canadian province. And yeah. I mean, actually, some of that stuff was very specific. But um, but I was like, oh, this is funny. Like, these are these are like comedians. Yeah. That I've never heard of. Well, even and like even in the intro, the the um, when they're showing the comedians, yes. like when they say and you're and starring John Keister and he's standing in front of that giant cowboy hat. Like that's a Seattle land. Like all these things right. are Seattle things. There's a like guy standing, standing in, in front, front of, of just a sign that said Kent. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what was Here's like, my question, though, is, OK, there was a running sketch in the thing, which was it's now a um, the state of the state of whatever places so it's like state of now we interrupt the program for the state of mercer island yep and i guess mercer island is a very affluent super rich yes super Super wealthy place and it was a rich guy saying how the the new bird of the the bird state bird is like the lexus or whatever you know stuff like that and then later in the show there was the state of uh State of Kent. Oh, there's the state of Bellingham and the yeah. state of Kent. State of Bellingham and the state of Kent. And Bellingham was like the hippie. Yep. Bellingham is where Western Washington University is. Okay. It's like where all – and a lot of people when they graduate Western just stay in Bellingham because it's like a beautiful place on the water. But it's also like – it's the most liberal area of Washington, which is a historically liberal state. You know? Right, like, right, right. Uh, but yeah, it's a very – Stonery, like wonderful it's head shops and yep. 
vegan food. So much vegan stuff. When I, I worked in Bellingham for a summer and they had lavender ice cream. Like there was a shop that just made like I'll lavender this, ice cream. That doesn't sound too bad to it me. It was pretty good. What was your job <laughs> in Bellingham? Uh, I was a uh, I worked there at a summer stock theater and oh. I was a, a a carpenter for the for the summer stock. Theater. Wow, I was building sets. All right, yeah, that's pretty sweet. It was pretty fun. Yeah, did you get into the state of Bellingham? Oh man, I got super into the state of Bellingham. Uh, yeah, it was it was weird. I I didn't even smoke when I was up there. That was a time when I was like nineteen and I didn't really smoke anything. Uh, I, I only drank like light beer. Like that was all I would you do. Only it was Michelob, only vice. Yeah, <laughs> Michelob, which there was good a taste or whatever. It was, <laughs> it's a good thing. It's a is good the thing. Tagline for for Michelob Light. Michelob Light, nineteen ninety two. Tag. It's a good thing. Sure. Was the actual commercial? But yeah, I. Uh, but it was it was beautiful. Like we would just we would just do century clubs like every night because it was all. Like, I don't know what that year. is. Like taking shots of beer once a minute. Oh, that minute we call that like, uh, we call that power hour. Oh yeah, power hour. Yeah. yeah, on the East Coast, it's well a power oh, hour is, is a century for a hundred minutes. Hundred minutes. Wow, that yeah. cannot survive. <laughs> it was really hard. Wait, now you would purposefully only drink light beers? I just didn't like any other beer. Okay. Like I was like nineteen. Mm-hmm. I only drank like that's illegal. Was, I could turn you in. I, well, look, you can turn me into the Bellingham State Police. They, they, they will, I don't think they'll have a problem. They will not have a problem. <laughs> I don't with think that. maybe in Mercer Island. But yeah, Bellingham, Mercer Island would care. Would, they would care. give a shit. But they, Mercer <laughs> Island probably has a hidden heroin problem. Oh, I'm don't sure. all like uh, I feel like all affluent places have like a coke problem. Or they all have problem. coke problems. Like my my hometown of Sammamish is now very wealthy. You mean Ikaqua? Is Ikaqua? 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 Ikaqua is. Is not that wealthy, but Sammamish is super wealthy. Like, and that's part of the reason why they separated from uh, Issaquah was because uh, uh, I grew up in like a dirt road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I grew up in like a dirt road in the woods, and like the place that we would build up the our tree forts was in the woods across the street. And then in middle school, they cut down all those trees and made it like huge mansions and right. like housing developments. So it became very wealthy. And now apparently there's a big coke problem with my old high school. Like there's yeah, all man, these like it's crazy just rich kids, man. Hey, you, you got to do it. You got to do it. <laughs> yeah, I, guess. That's just, <laughs> I don't know. know. You have that money, man. That's what you got to do. But here's my question. So like in this episode, they had that runner of the Mercer Island State of the Union address, the Bellingham and the Kent, and the Kent was uh, like blue collar, yeah, uh, tr- tr- like warehousey type jokes, yeah. But it's like how many. How long can you make those run? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you even mentioned, I think, before it, you mentioned Kent, and mm-hmm. I think you might have mentioned Bellingham. I think so, I did, yeah. So, like, how could they, for, like, 15 years, just keep on coming up with, like, I guess, was it always the similar thing? Almost always the exact same thing. <laughs> it was, like, Kent is, like, a punchline for almost every single one of their episodes, But it's so funny. I, I can only, I mean, I don't mean to speak down, because it is funny, and it's awesome that this exists. Like, yeah. it is great that this that these local people and they're obviously talented too like the show looks good it's funny like the sketches are fun but like it feels in a way sort of like that like talent show thing where it's like inside jokes from like the summer or whatever like or like an office party where it's like bob you know over (laughs) by the by the casserole you know or something like all these like inside things where it's like after all you gotta be like i I get it i get it look we get it bob's an alcoholic (laughs) and he loves casserole yeah he loves casserole look let's all calm down about his beer casserole (laughs) yeah no they they would just i don't I honestly, like, looking back at it, it's so – they have so many Kent jokes. They have yeah. so many uh, Bellingham jokes, um, uh, Mercer Island jokes. Those are the big three right. that they would always make fun of. But there's something almost, like, nice about that because, you know, I guess you don't – There's it makes you feel – if you're living there, like, does that make you – it must make you feel good that it's like, oh, someone's talking about what we're doing. Rather than, like, you watch SNL and it's, like, all the big stories, they didn't go – they had a couple of jokes about Bush throwing up uh, on the Japanese yeah. uh, premiere, or is that who he threw up on? But, like, they, there was hardly any national stuff. Not much. And even when they did have national stuff, they would somehow find it they a way to about make Ken it about Shram. Ken Shram. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was, like, their way to, like, dig into it. Um, was, like, it being like, oh, it's, uh, like, all the jokes that were national, even the Super Bowl stuff. 
they were like, uh, here's a way to make it uh, make it be, make it like a better Super Bowl. Have Nirvana sing the national anthem. It was also really funny to see him do like his imitation of Nirvana. Oh, great, yeah. Because this must have been right when. Nirvana broke right. I mean, around this is early ninety two. Yeah, yeah right? wait. I'm going to look up when Nevermind came out. I would love if this if this was before Nevermind actually came out. Like if that this would was like be a on, local Seattle thing. That would be amazing if this was like okay. So that came there. Nevermind came out September twenty third ninety one. So okay. October November December January. This was four months in. That's not bad. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty that's good. Not bad. Wait, let's see. Just as a reference point, when did Nirvana play SNL? I think uh, who is the host? Uh, of Charles Barkley. Yeah, I think it was ninety three, maybe. So let's see if they were ahead. Mm. Season. Season seventeen. So that was ninety two. Oh, okay. So they might have been. Big. So it might have been around the same time. Oh, Rob, um, I know this is so excited for people to listen. It was whoa! It was January eleventh, nineteen ninety-two. So only a week and a half beforehand. Really? Yeah. So Nirvana was just in the Nirvana. Nirvana was this was Nirvana was big. This yeah. was when Nirvana was real big. I really wish they had just made a reference to Nirvana. If it was like it was pre, a local band. if it was like from their from like the Bleach album, you it know would. What I'm oh my god, it would have been so great if that'd they be, had just mentioned like local bands that no one had heard. Yeah, of. that'd be. I mean, that would be pretty amazing. Yeah, and if John Keister was that. Like plugged into the, <laughs> yeah, to he's the so world. into the underground grunge scene of Seattle that he knows like every member of the local scene. He just buds with them all. He's just buds with all of these guys. Yeah, well, he had a huge heroin problem, like Kurt Cobain. I heard. Oh, John Keister. John Keister? Yeah, the most man. That's he's... actually that's um, libel. I, yeah. shouldn't, <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Um, and they also, I guess, the Mariners had just been bought by. Oh, there were rumors or something about the Mariners being bought by, like, Boeing, Microsoft, or Nintendo. Yeah. And so, I liked that his setup for the jokes were everybody's been calling me mm-hmm. and telling me to say these jokes. Yeah. And then he then he actually performed the jokes. Yeah. So it's like, why didn't he just perform the, just jokes? Perform the jokes? But it was but I like that, that he was like, I'm worried these jokes won't hit. Yeah. So I'm going to put a, a veil of secrecy about whether or not I wrote them or not. And that's, like, the funny of, like... I'm accessible that, you know, people call me to pitch stuff for the show. Yeah. He, he's so down to earth. He's I love so me some John, John Keister, man. I love me some John Keister. He's, I mean, he's wearing that, that three, that he was wearing a tricolored, like, God, he was shirt, wearing like a, what, like uh, the DJ on In Loving Color would be wearing, <laughs> yeah. like, but buttoned up to the top and he had the belt with like the silver, like triangle at the end of where the where the belt ends where yep. you put it in the loop it's like a cowboy belt with a like with a, a, a neon top like yeah. that's like kind of what he was wearing it was awesome i liked what was i about to reference was the um oh the i like that one of the sketches not only was it i guess it, this wasn't local this just the idea of it could not exist today was the uh, date of the month club yeah which was playing on Record of the month club, yeah, which is when you would say, "How would it work?" It'd be like use like a, for a penny. The first month is like a penny, and you get like an album a month, yep. and you can return. You can pick an album from like a list of albums, and then you can return the ones that you don't like. Yeah, and this was date of the month, which was that equivalent for like dating guys. Yeah, so you would get sent guys in the mail in boxes. Yes, but it was a very. Like and I, as I was saying, like if someone brought this into my that sketch into my into like a sketch one one class, I would immediately be like, oh yeah yeah yeah, this this is like you 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 know this is a sketch. This is you like a very how, easy. Sketch. You know how to write a sketch. Yeah, it's like it's very one to one. Like it's like yeah, like they're like you can send it back if you don't like it if you don't like it. And then she's walking with Bill Nye, who's her date, and he starts. Hopping along, she goes, "Oh no, he's skipping." Yeah, <laughs> so, they like, send so they send this guy it back, back because he's guys like a CD. I know. Skips in this day and age with the MP3s, these kids probably don't even know what we're talking about. No, but you know, I mean, back in the day when we, you had records, like they might. Skip. I wonder if, like, if you showed that to someone today, like a teenager, what oh, that would even like, yeah. what would even be in their mind? It would know? be because they, it, it's, it was something that it was so common back in the day. Like this yeah. idea of a, like a, do you know anybody who did club. that? Do you know anybody who did that? I, not that I can think of. I'm sure 
one of my friend's dads did that. Yeah, though. Columbia like that, House, I think, was the big yeah. one, right? Columbia House was huge. I'm sure, like, th- there had to have been one of my friend's dads who did that. Like, that seems like such a good, a big dad thing to do is be yeah. like, yeah, man. I but isn't that also, like, those things where they just keep billing you for years and you, then you don't ever know? Yeah. Like, why, why is, like, why are we bankrupt? Yeah. Why? Wait, wait, what's going on? Oh, I gave them my credit card and I thought it was a penny and now it's, like more so it's much more. money it's That's, like that gym membership thing when you sign up for a gym and then you forget to go for like a year and then you look at you're like oh my god i paid so look much at money. the bottom line look at the fine print yeah that's our advice that's my advice i would i would second that advice you got to figure out what you're paying and how you're paying yeah exactly you know, cut yeah. it off at the it's a source man cut it off at the source and look at when it has an asterisk next to the 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 10 percent off great what, what is that you gotta you gotta figure out that you what gotta, that is you gotta look at what that you is. gotta look at what that asterisk is <laughs> look up don't just note that there's an asterisk and don't no. look it up no you gotta you gotta figure out what an asterisk is and then what that asterisk means like, yes exactly you gotta figure out i'll say this after so there are a couple Sketches. No, there's the intro. There's a record of a month. The commercial break. The commercial for Free Jack mm-hmm. was one of the was um, insane that I had yeah. never seen this movie. Free Jack, a movie with Mick Jagger, Mick Emilio Jagger. Estevez, Renee Russo, and Anthony Hopkins. That how do we not know that? And movie? it said from the people who brought you Total Recall and like The Running Man or yeah. something like that. I'm looking this up too. I I, I looked it up. It, apparently, it's like Bounty Hunters from the Future or something like that. Bounty Hunters from the Future transport a doomed race car driver to 2009 New York. Oh. Man, where his mind will be replaced with that of a dead billionaire. (laughs) Wait, to two thousand and nine? Yeah, two thousand and nine. So four years ago. Look at how this is. How many people wrote the movie? One, two, three, four, five, six people wrote the movie. Oh God! It's based on the novel Immortality Inc. One of the this guy wrote King Kong Lives in in eighty six. This guy wrote Total Recall. An oh. alien, Ronald Shusett. So he's got he's got the he's credit. got some juice. He's yeah. got the credit. It looks like he must have come in. I don't know what the story is here, but no, Ronald Shusett's twice, and then Dan Gilroy, who known for Born Born Legacy. Oh know. wow! So so this is a, this is a group of like collectively that one genre of movie. They seem to have written all of them, and they all joined together to write this movie, Free Jack, and it just bombed completely. It was it got a fifteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, on IMDb, it it's a it's a five point two out of ten. That's with ten thousand votes. That's actually not <laughs> that's not that bad. I want to look up a quote. I'm going to look up a quote. Ready? Okay. If you keep looking at me, you'll see me kill you. That's a great quote. I would say that that's awesome. That's an awesome quote. That's so good. If you keep looking at me, you're going to see me kill you. These are all good. (laughs) Hey, listen to this one. How would you feel if you'd been dead a day and a half and someone brought you more bad news? (laughs) (laughs) These are great. Oh my god. That was a that one wait, can you say that yeah, one yeah, exactly yeah. again? How would you feel if you'd been dead a day and a half and someone brought you more bad news? That's so much information that, packed into one so, sentence. Like I want to learn so much more. This is yeah. so good. All right, let's see. Okay. Give it up, Vis- give it up, Vicendak. You couldn't catch a cold. You couldn't catch the clap in a whorehouse. Uh, I want to see this movie. Yeah. I think this is this movie might be a secret gem that we have forgotten. And there are so many good lines. Welcome to my mind. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that's Mick Jagger too. It's just like welcome to my mind. (laughs) When I when I want your opinion, I'll give it to you. Oh (laughs) shit. That one is so great too. There's so many good lines. Those are good one liners for these things. If you want Wait, if you if want, you, if I want your if opinion, when, when I want your opinion, I'll give it to you. Yeah, this is at the end of most episodes of this podcast. I give a recommendation for something uh, I would watch. I want to. This is my recommendation. Everyone I mean, is see Free Jack. We got to see Free Jack. I have to see Free Jack. I man. feel like everyone needs to see Free Jack. It was amazing that that commercial came on, and both of us were like, "What the? F- what is this movie?" Because they immediately like, grabbed me. It was like from the people who brought you Total Recall. Yeah, what? What? And then it, you saw Mick Jagger's face, and I was like. I'm in. I'm in. I got to watch this movie. Uh-huh. To me, it was when it was Anthony Hopkins, like yeah, on yeah. top of these like yeah. contemporary stars. And Anthony Hopkins is also in this movie. But nowadays, he's in everything. 
That's Let's true. be honest. He was in Wolfman. Come on. Oh, yeah. Break. But at that time, that was like right after Silence of the Lambs. Like that was probably like 1991, yes. right? Yeah. So that was like prime Hopkins, man. Wow. His, prime Hopkins. I wonder if that was like the next movie after after <laughs> yeah. Silence of the Lambs. Like, what are you going to follow this up with? Free Jack. I got to do Free Jack. I got the script is so good. Did you read that line about being dead a day and a half? Yeah, there's like I got to do Free Jack, and they're like, I don't think you should do Free Jack. And he goes, When I want your opinions, I'll give them to you. Yeah. That's how he. Responded That's what he to said that. to his agent. Yeah, I'm gonna see if this was the movie. He's been in 128 movies. Oh my god, I love it. All right, he, th- okay, so Silence of the Lambs, 91. There were two other two other credits between that and Free Jack. He was in the TV miniseries Great Expectations. I don't think that counts. He was in the TV movie One Man War. This was his next movie. This was his movie. So it was it went Silence of the Lambs to Free Jack. Yeah. It was a direct line with wow. TV stuff in between. That's that's awesome. That's incredible. Good for you. Good for you. Um, so one of the other sketches on this one was like, obviously John Keister is a sports fan. I think, yeah, all of these guys, most of the guys on the show are big Seattle sports fans. Because there was the uh, <laughs> sketch that was um, Pro Coach's Halfway House. Yeah. And I guess that that was, I mean, like to be a sports fan, if you're a sports fan, you, you know the players, then to be a real sports fan, to know the specifics of every coach for a Seattle, like, yeah. you're asking, I mean, obviously there are a lot of sports fans that watch TV, but that's asking a lot of the audiences to know specific for pro coaches. Yeah. It's, there's, it, the other thing, too, it's not even pro coaches. The reference they even made was the University of Washington Huskies basket, men's basketball coach. And they called him the worst coach ever. And it's like the, the specifics of getting into just a college in Seattle's coach in a city that has the Mariners this, at the time, the Supersonics and the, the Seahawks. They have three pro teams, and then to also ask your audience, not even for the football team of the UW, but the basketball coach. And not a player of the coach. The, the coach co- of the, ba- the, the university That's so many team. steps. Like that's, but it got a big laugh. Big laugh. And he even called him the worst coach of all time, and everyone like applauded. Like, I want, yes. It would be so great. I would be If we could ask John Keese right now, who's the worst coach in, in, in all sports, and he still named that guy. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be like, you're the man. It, man. You're you got the, it. You're the man. <laughs> you're, you hate this university, you UW coach, so much. You hate him. You just hate him. Wow. I wonder what he did. I don't Imagine know. Imagine if like he, he's like, who's worse, him or Jerry Sandusky? The that guy. Oh, the that other guy. guy. That guy. I mean, he sunk the team. That he year. sunk it. The Huskies were no good. That but Sandusky. Year. He like, you know what he did, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I yeah. know. No, I get it. You you UW's basketball team that year, they had the potential. <laughs> they they potential. could have done it. And he is the worst coach of all time. Of all time. Of all time. God. Wow. I can't believe yeah, th- that specific is so he's such a huge sports fan. And it's like watching it like uh they I mean they they all the sports sketches and they they had a lot of sports sketches. Usually they involved the Mariners, because when I was watching it, the Mariners were Ken Very Griffey good. Jr. Yeah. Ken Griffey Jr. Baby. Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, Randy Johnson was on the team at the time. A Rod, like all these guys, were like huge on the Mariners. The big unit, the big unit, if you Randy will. Randy Johnson. And it's, speaking of the big unit, I remember one of the jokes I remember from like '95 was they had like a dating tape for Norm Charlton, who was one of the relief pitchers okay. for the Mariners. And it was just video. They just went through a montage of him grabbing his his cup and rearranging his balls, and they showed like. A minute of this was like a sketch that they showed. Was it real footage? Yeah, real footage of Norm Charlton, like always readjusting. I would love to watch that. I've I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but have you seen the video of George Brett telling the the, oh the story of diarrhea story? Yeah, 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 yeah. The best story. That's like that guy's the worst coach ever. This that's the best story ever. (laughs) George Brett telling the story of Of Vegas, right? Yeah, he's Vegas and he (laughs) shit his pants. (laughs) But my favorite part of it is like he's telling it to like some guy like I I don't know who it was, but like it seemed like a rookie who's just like had to listen to George Brett talk. He's like, "Uh uh-huh. And then at the end, he's like, yeah, man, it was bad. So who's pitching tonight? (laughs) (laughs) It's like where the baseball meets that horrible part of being human. It's like right there. Hey, oh, man, I love me some George Brett. Got to get some good. Yeah. How has nobody animated that? How has nobody? Because, you know, like that animated version of um, 
The pitcher, what's Doc? His name? Um, is it Doc Gooden? No, 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 no. Uh, who was on the P- Pirates? Who uh, threw a perfect, uh, a perfect game, a no ball hitter? High. Yeah, was it, well, no, was... it wasn't a perfect game because I think I think it was a no hitter ball ball on acid on acid. Yeah. yeah, I forget his name. Who was it? I can't remember his name. Either. I can't remember his name, but he's the best baseball player ever. Yeah, ever, hands down, the best. If he can do that on acid, man, the best. Doc Ellis. Doc Ellis. Okay, yeah, That's, yeah, yeah I didn't yeah. even look it up. It's Doc. I knew it was Doc, but I, that's all. It was I got. Professor. <laughs> professor. It was the Professor. <laughs> the Professor. The Professor from Back to the Future, Ellis. The Professor Ellis. That was what it was. Christopher Lloyd plays the Professor. The from Professor Back to the future, Ellis. Um, um, that. Uh, oh, another. I know we're talking about commercials a lot, but the commercials are fairly notable. Yeah. The Ellen. Ellen was featured in a commercial, mm-hmm. and we were trying to say. I mean, I have to assume that she had been on the Tonight Show by then. By ninety two, yeah, but she still had her long. But she, like, mullet she didn't haircut. have her. Yeah, she had her long. The long hair. This was way before the Ellen Show, and she yeah. wasn't. Her name in the commercial was Ellen, but yep. she wasn't herself. She was running a uh, animal company or something. like Yeah, that. she was like, oh, Ellen's Pet Shop, and it was for U.S. West or something like a phone company that I don't think exists anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, I no. they folded it immediately after <laughs> that commercial. <laughs> they spent all their money on. I don't know Ellen. if it was for a phone thing. Like I don't know what it was. I was like, is this for is, a bank? Is, I don't know. Bank? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. U.S. West? No idea. No idea. But I, it's just nice to see, like, she's she's one of the biggest, you know, but she had to do it, too. She was yeah. in a commercial, you know what I mean? It, the US other West. thing is what we talked about, too, is the car commercial. That The cars just looked like normal cars. They just like, they like were generic. It's like, <laughs> I, it's like the car, it's like, I need to buy a car. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah, not it's like, like <laughs> not what car do I want? It's like, I need a car. I need a car, and I need it, like, pretty soon. I need it from the Puget <laughs> like, Sound yeah. Nissan Leasing Company. Dude, I love that there were so many local commercials. I forgot how many local commercials used to play all the time. Yeah, man. It's insane. And I wonder, here's the, here's the thing that I do wonder about Almost Live, is there's so many, like, SNL never does something this specific. Like, it would never do anything as specific as making Ken Schramm the punchline of the joke, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess the equivalent would be, like, Larry King or something. Yeah. But still... But I wonder if there's ever anything, because, like, I've, I noticed it, uh, but a, a lot of cities have subways, but they have a lot of subway sketches that are New York-centric mm. at... At SNL, and I wonder. Oh, oh, and yeah, if SNL. like only if only people in New York get those. I think they make an, a concerted effort, though. But I think there's like the the public transportation. The idea yeah. of that is gen- general enough that you'll understand, and people's perception of what the New York City subway is. I think yeah. is pretty strong. Yeah, that's true. And no, and no one, no one's perception of you know Como Four's news uh, investigative journalist Ken Schramm is like no one, no one <laughs> sitting there being no, like, like, oh yeah, yeah I get give Ken it to Schramm. that motherfucker. Ken I get Schramm. it, I get it. But the other thing I love about it is that it is like when when Bellingham came up. Uh, you were like, I mean, you knew you were like, no, oh, they're they, poor, and I was like, oh no, they're hippies. Like, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, Immediately, yeah. you can tell what's you, going oh, on. Oh yeah, no, and the jokes were. I mean, it was like it made. It was like I followed most. I followed. I'd say ninety five percent. Yeah, they're just like a handful of things where it's like, who's Ken Tram, or but. I mean, you got the gist of it. You get it. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> if you. It's just like if you don't know. Like I got it, but if you don't know. 70% of the specifics, you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Right, I right. Get that it's a joke. Yeah, I get, I get oh, joke. he's a coach for basketball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was one, too, and this is, like, I think the, the most telling thing, and I remember the sketch was that aliens, it was like aliens came down and started blowing up things in Seattle, and it was like this, the, the sketch was these, it was like the cold open uh, sketch, and the sketch was like these uh, government officials being like, they're blowing up things in the city, we have to stop them, and they blew up like the planet Hollywood uh-huh. in the city, and the, the government official was like, oh no, this is pretty good, they're doing some good stuff, like, and then they blow up like, the, so they blew up the planet Hollywood, then they blew up the kingdom, which was going to get demolished soon anyway, and they started just blowing up local landmarks that everyone kind of hated, um, and this, the, the sketch was people laughing at them blowing up things that that everyone hated, and then they blew up just a burger shop called Dick's, which no one would know unless you lived in Seattle. <laughs> and it you got a clo- smash pan close up on Pat Cashman, who was playing the 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 head government guy, and he just said, 
Newcomb and almost got a standing ovation from the audience. Like people love this wow. one local place called Dick's that much. Dick's, man. Dick's, man. If you go to Seattle, man, I would also recommend going to Dick's. Wait, it's what like, was the other place you said? The we, the um, if I'm ever in oh, Kent. if you're ever in Kent, you got to go to Caveman Cafe. <laughs> okay, so Caveman Cafe. Yep. Dick's. Dick's. And these places are still around. Oh yeah. Uh, well, Caveman. I don't know. Caveman Cafe should be around. Maybe it just closed. But Dick's is definitely around. There's like a few of them. I'd be interested to watch the 206, which is the new iteration by John Keister. I think he's involved. Yes. Uh, yeah, he's one of the co-hosts. If it's still as... It must be the same sort of thing. Yeah. Right? They have a... Uh, they do have some local things, too. They they don't make fun of Kent as much. Now it's mostly they're making fun of Ballard and Renton. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So we're really diving into that. <laughs> but, like, they have... They do have... But they also try to make it accessible to outside of that. Right. But their goal was local. Like... They have a series of sketches called uh, uh, Renton Abbey, like instead of Downton Abbey, it okay. was Renton Abbey, but they're all living in trailers. And like, like you know, it's like a, a guy in just uh, uh, overalls with no shirt trying to sip tea and like just spilling it all over the place because they're all like they, – they, they make it – they like boil it down to like, oh, we think everyone in Renton is like white trash. Like right, that's like right, what right, they, right, they're right. doing. Uh, but so it is still local, but there's also like – I know the episode of the Two Six that I watched. They had a stand-up come on that was doing like more, mm-hmm. more you know, widespread stuff. A lot of it is stuff that you would know about now as a Seattle outside of Seattle. Like they, they do a lot of like gay marriage stuff and like we like legalized marijuana stuff, right, right, right. Um, which like was a highly political thing. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you nowadays you probably would have to be a little bit more. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but, but maybe with yeah. the internet, it's more accessible. To yeah, other exactly. Because something could still catch fire. Yeah. from the show. Because I the- could even imagine back in '92. I mean, there's no way you would know what Kent there's was. There's no way you would, and there's no way you would see this show ever yeah. if you weren't yeah. there. But like, could I mean, could you imagine being in like? like Phoenix or something like that. And you just turn on the TV and it's just like making fun of Mercer Island. And there's no, literally no way for you to even research what Mercer Island yeah, is yeah, from like, your home. You You're have like, to like get a map. Yeah. And you have to like, <laughs> like look up the key for like, I don't know what state this is. And then you're just looking yeah. for Mercer Island. I just got to figure it out. I guess it's just right there. Yeah. But it is, again, I have to say it's pretty sweet. Like I, I don't know enough about it, but I wonder what the, the actual origin of this show is because it's pretty unique. I'd assume that enough that it would literally push back Saturday night live half an hour. Yeah. And then this must've been like, um, like, I mean, this ran for like 15 years. Yeah. It's, it was a huge success. I mean, I I think, and I think in the research that I did, the only reason it got shut down was because like people from like Arizona bought King five and were like, we don't get any of these jokes, so they shut down almost was, live. Uh, come on, come guys. on, guys. I mean, it's, it's always Arizona, you know. But it will always live on in the Bill that Bill Nye was, yep, and that Joel McHale, yep, the character and of Joel McHale was created. The character of Joel McHale. Uh, they actually had a, a spec commu- community is from yeah this uh, you know this show, uh, but yeah, Joel McHale uh, and hopefully Bob Nelson is going to be writing more stuff now because I love Nebraska. And I was that's when I got so excited because Bob Nelson was my favorite guy on the show. Which one did we see him on this episode? He played um, in the the State of the Union for Kent. He played his friend that was sitting back and just goes, "Yep, right." Like right, he's right. the they, they had a, he wrote a sketch that is still to this day, and I can't find it. It might be horrible. That's the other thing too. Watching it again, I'm like, "Oh, this is dated." Like I can't believe how much I love this. It's pretty dated. I still like it, but it is dated. But they he had a sketch that was, to this day, I think the funniest sketch I've ever seen, which is like a, a, a an ad for something called Mystery Meat. Okay. And it's just like like some of the – he's sitting there and there's just a plate of what so looks like dog food in front of him. And they're like, try it. And he tries it. He's like, tastes like meat. And they're like, but it's not meat. He's like, okay, then what is it? <laughs> he goes, not meat. He goes, yeah, but okay, but well, like what is it? And they're like – but doesn't it taste like me? He's like, yeah, I already told you that. Like, it's like it's that like over and over again for like two minutes. It's my favorite sketch ever. I and I can't find it. I'm trying. You're just, I wish you're, trying to, you're just chasing that. 
Chasing that dragon, man. Chasing that dragon, trying to get that high. Trying to get that it's high. It's funny. I watched when I was uh, I was working on at midnight, and one of the writers, Blaine Capatch, who's been on this podcast, he watched the episode of uh, Quark, the TV show. But we, um, he he wrote on Mad TV at the beginning of Mad TV. So I and I, I watched Mad TV, you know, for probably a couple of years, and I, mm-hmm. you know, there was a lot of funny stuff and funny people on, and I was describing this sketch to him and I, I forget if he remembered it or not or if he was involved but it was a sketch that i just loved and it was like these two singers who would sing variations of the same song that was like you are the light of my life you are the love of my light you are the love of my and i thought it was hilarious so we got on youtube it was like eight minutes long <laughs> and we were like we like left the room for a couple minutes like came back. it was like still going i was like I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was it was, it was so funny. Good. I promise you, man. This was the shit back in the day. That's that. Oh God! I just watched. I just rewatched Men in Tights. Robin Hood Men in mm-hmm. Tights. Loved that movie as a kid. Yeah, like one of the best of all time. Does not hold up. Mm. I mean, like they, there's like a Rodney King joke in there. There's like a white men can't jump joke. Like that part where he just goes and starts doing his, his shoe pumps in order to keep fighting. Yeah, it's like, and it's. Like it feels like a like a bunch of Mel Brooks. He's just referencing all of his other movies in it too. That I yeah, forgot well, that's about. That's got to be like a point where, I mean, Mel Brooks is a genius. He's like one of my favorite comedians one of, of all the, time. One of the best, yeah, ever. But it's like at a certain point, I, and I don't know, I don't know who else wrote that with him or if he wrote it by himself. But it's like at the point that that was made was probably what like ninety three, ninety four, or something yeah. like that. He had to have been like. 65? I mean, how yeah, old is maybe. he now? I don't know. He's pretty old now. He's pretty old now. Because he fought in World War II, so that would mean... And he's going to fight in World War Three. Yeah, and he is <laughs> that, he's that impressive. Yeah. But, like, I mean, he wrote on your show of shows mm-hmm. on the Caesar Hour Yeah, way back in the day, at the beginning of television, you know what I mean? I mean, he was really young when he did that. But I'm, what I'm saying is, like, you're just going to be throwing references. Yeah. <laughs> at that it's point, not, it's not going to be like, you know... It's just like these are. This is what the kids are into. Or yeah, something. the kids just like this. And there are there. There still is my favorite joke of all time is in that movie. There's some still some great jokes in it. Wonderful jokes. And I mean, I mean like I, 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 Richard Lewis is so funny in that movie. Like he still is so funny. Yes. But there's. Do you remember the time when the the Abbots walking down the the thing the the hallway to marry them or okay. the alley and people are like good morrow Abbot and it's like. Uh, you like wonderful to see you, Abbott. And then it just <laughs> zooms out and you see a guy who looks like Costello and he just goes, Hey, Abbott! <laughs> and it is the funniest thing ever. It's that's so really funny. funny. I remember, um, is that Chu, the blind guy? Uh, no, no that's Chu is, is Dave uh, Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Um, uh, which, Blinken, Abe Lincoln. Blinken. No, not yeah. Abe Lincoln. Just Blinken. Blinken. Is, is, uh, the, He's just reading a Playboy in Braille. <laughs> yep. Like, Playboy I mean, come in Braille. On. There's great, great joke. There's, and the fact that, like, that was before Chappelle was Chappelle. Like, yes. So, you know, I mean... Come on, that's you've got the touch if you're if you're using Dave Chappelle before he's oh totally you know totally so Mel Brooks all power to you I should actually say it, it, it I think that movie is still very funny it it just doesn't when I, the last time I saw it, I was it was like ninety five or ninety six yeah I mean I saw it and so it's like oh I don't but maybe it's because like now there's so many things on YouTube that's just like joke 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 yeah. joke, joke joke so fast that I'm like oh this feels like it's even meatier than like there's like more space between jokes so it's weird how it it is how it holds up i'd have to i'd have to rewatch it yeah i mean i saw some of uh space balls i feel fairly recent i was like this is so funny yeah i mean there's so much <laughs> yeah. uh, i rewatched blazing saddles so funny. i just rewatched the beginning of blazing oh, saddles God. genius did Sh- you know that richard pryor was supposed to be um the sheriff. Oh, really? But they, I think, I forget why. They, I think they didn't want him because he was like too much trouble at that point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That movie is and so And he co-wrote funny, the movie. He was one of the writers on the movie. Richard Pryor was? Yes. Wow. And they didn't. Now, I I, I read um, Richard Pryor's biography, Pryor Convictions, and they mentioned, he mentioned that when it first came out, his name wasn't in the credits. Oh, God. Yeah, which is like the biggest fuck you That's possible. a big fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. But if you think, I mean, uh, you know, you see some of it, you're like, oh, that makes sense that like yeah. Richard Pryor was well. Dude, I love, I love Mel Brooks so much. I now feel bad saying Men and Tides. No, listen, up. man, you can I, say it. I can say it. I, I still love the movie, though. I will say that. I do still love the movie, but, but you it hate just it. isn't but as funny. It. You hate I hate it. it compared to what I thought it was. You hate, no, you hate him. Okay, look, Mel Brooks. Not, First of all, you know, he does listen to this show. 
I know it. And no. I know his son, Max Brooks, mm-hmm. World War Z, he listens to this show. Yeah. So I'm going to say this. I love both of you guys. I respect <laughs> all your work. Drew hates it. Yeah. And right now, he's he's... He's giving the jerk-off symbol onto all of my DVD collection of yeah. Mel Brooks. I mean, you have them all laid out and, yeah. in frames, and I'm, I'm, I'm just – I am jerking off onto these. Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. You're not just making the motion. And you're casually talking it. while doing it. Yeah. That's impressive. I'm, I'm an impressive human. You're using so little, like, uh, uh, of your force on that that you're mm-hmm. able to, like – it's just like you're a neutral. It's just, you know, this is new, just jerking off on DVDs. That is neutral. That's like neutral for me. <laughs> That's neutral for I'm you. Just hey, coasting. Man. Well, especially yeah. if it's Mel Brooks stuff, it comes like so naturally because you hate him. I do. I hate Mel Brooks. I knew it. I know. I, 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 if, I, if you were to name top five least comedic influences, he would be in that. He's with that coach from UW. Uh huh. Him and, him and that they're weird two, coach from UW. They're two of the worst coaches in the history of the world. Yes. Um, this show is uh, very enjoyable. I, I, I'd say that people should, I feel like it's, I'm going to say that it's a, uh, I don't know the word for it. Enigma in that it, I feel like there are probably not many things like this exist. Is that right? I think so. Do you agree with that? That's a sweeping statement, but I'd say that that's, I'm true and I'm right. I, I think you're right. I think it is. I don't think many things exist like this. Uh, and I would I would encourage you all to like you, if you look up YouTube. There's a guy named George Buford, I okay. think, who like has uploaded all these different sketches from Almost Live. Just watch a collection of them. See what happens. And another thing that I really liked was at the way end of this show, which, which precedes SNL, pushes back half an hour, is brought to you by Pizza Pagliacci. <laughs> Pagliacci. You know, like, yep. like there's just something so. Nice that it's like it's just super local. Yeah, it's like this is a local show. A local business is sponsoring it and putting, you know, it, you know, probably feeding the crew with this pizza. It's yeah. like on uh, on uh, the Staten Island Comedy Show is uh, Chin Chin Palace. That's uh, yeah. that's <laughs> that's the Chinese food that they bring in on the Staten Island Comedy Show. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's Pagliacci's Pizza for Seattle in the Chin Chin Palace. Have you seen the Staten Island Comedy no, Show? No, what is it? Is it? It's unbelievable. Is it? Oh, wait, is it a public access show? It's a public access show on Staten Island. Oh, wow. And I would highly recommend you watching it. I got to watch especially it. Especially if you're, I know that you're involved with the Chris Gethard show. Yeah. I know you like this. Staten Island Comedy Show is a brilliant. And in fact, their rock and roll drummer and co-host, Freddie Kasha, was on this podcast. Oh. So, no big deal. We watched a bunch of clips. That, that could be your introdu- introduction into it. Is, yeah, man. There's, oh, it's brilliant. That sounds great. It's, I'll, I'll it, have to watch it. It's very good. And if you like Chin Chin Palace. I mean, I have not tried it, but I will, I will try it. You'll love it. I'll love it. I'm sure I will. Um, is there anything else that you would like to... Oh, I sometimes uh, come up with a drinking game based on a TV show. What okay. would be the drinking game for for uh, Almost Live? Um, I, I feel like it would be... Uh, I mean, I think the real drinking game would be a sip every time it's a very local reference. Do you have to mm-hmm. take a sip? Because if you did Let's, let's say per... it's a Century Club game. Okay. Because back to your Bellingham days. Yes. Because we're doing a local version. We're doing a local version of the drinking game. Yeah. Then so take a shot of beer every time Make they... Make a low blight. Make a low blight. It has to be Michelob like or uh, Rainier beer, which is a local Seattle uh, brew. Do it. Tastes very similar to PBR. Or any beer that you're getting at the Kingdom, which doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, the Kingdom. Uh, I guess you could go to Safeco Field and you could get whatever they have. Right. Uh, you could go to their – they actually have a restaurant in Safeco called Intentional Walk, which is a walk mm-hmm. station. I like that. Yeah, a lot. The best. I like it's that. So funny. A lot. I, it's the first restaurant I saw when I walked in for the first time. I was like, "That's funny." Like, I, mean, I like that. Like, it's great. I love it. <laughs> um, look, I would say take a shot of beer every single time. It's a reference that you that you wouldn't understand, or that mm-hmm. you think someone wouldn't understand. Right. I think it would be. Um, uh, I think it would be take a shot of beer. Uh, Every time John Keister's not the star of a sketch. Ooh, that's nice. That would be a nice fun. Or maybe that's a shot of whiskey. You could do a shot that. of whiskey when he's not a sketch. I'd say any Ken Shram finish your drink. Any yep. reference to Ken Shram? Ken Shram, you got to finish your drink. And then I would say, uh, I think this is the this is the kicker that would get you get you messed up every time. Uh, you would have to chug uh, a local Seattle beer like Rainier or Mac and Jacks or Pyramid. I guess Pyramid's the only one you could really get out here. But you could you have to chug one of those every time they mention Kent. 
Mm-hmm. And I would say probably Rainier because that's what the people at Kent would probably yeah, drink, drink more. that. They would love that. Yeah. And you'd have to turn your ball cap around. You have to put on a ball cap to do it because that's what they always say that the people from Kent do. Right. And I'd say just drink constantly if you're going to watch this episode through the Free Jack commercial. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're watching this episode <laughs> in particular, just be chucking a 40 during the Free God, Jack commercial. I want to see Free Jack so bad. Would lo- I want to see it really bad. I want to see it I'm so gonna, bad. I'm going to have to check out Free Jack. Um, I thank you so much, Drew, for stopping by. Is there anything that you want to plug or any other show or a piece of media, book, uh, TV show, movie, anything you want to recommend, anything you want to plug of your own, anything you want to do, this is your time to do anything. Uh, I would say uh, watch the Chris Gathard show on the Chris Gathard show dot com uh, every Wednesday night at 11. It's live or you can watch them all there. Uh, if you're in New York, uh, I'm on Grandma's Ashes, which is Saturdays at 1030. And I, I do sketch comedy with a team called Bellevue uh, that's on Mod Night once a month. But do outside it. of that, uh, I would say right now I'm getting really into listening to the great courses and I'm like listening, I'm buying like lectures and listening to stuff. Okay. Great one on the, on the history of the theory of evolution. Uh, I would recommend that. It's great. It's a great, uh, I'm having a good time listening to it. To get into it. Learn yeah. where we came from. Yeah. You got to learn where you came because from and the history of it. If you don't know the history is doomed to be repeated if we don't know it. Yeah. And if we don't learn about evolution, it will happen again. And if I wanted your opinion, I'd give it to you. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Thanks so much, Drew. I really appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Craig. This was fun. I'd like to thank my guest, Drew Johnson, for stopping by, watching Almost Live, and uh, I'd like to thank all the listeners from Kent, Bellingham, uh, Mercer Island, uh, uh, Dix, and uh, the other place that I somehow can't remember that I'm supposed to visit if I'm ever in Kent. Uh, so thanks so much for listening. If you're a fan, uh, you can follow uh, on Facebook. It's that episode. You can follow me on Twitter at Craig Rohn or at It's That Episode. And leave a comment on uh, iTunes and re- leave a review or rate it or do whatever you want. Uh, thanks so much. And uh, I hope you're having a good day. I hope, this, uh, I hope you're having a great day. I really do. I really, really, really do. Have a great night and an early mañana. Adios, amigos. <laughs>